to another episode of the 10 Frame Podcast for Emerging Artists. My name is Kelly Thompson, and you can find me at kellythompsonart.com or on Instagram at kellyktompsonart. I'm Kevin Kirkwood, and you can find me at kevinwillpaint.com or my Instagram handle is kevinwillpaint. Kevin and I will be having a two-person show opening on Friday, May the 26th that runs through Sunday, May the 28th at the Southern Motors Building at 402 Broughton Street in downtown Savannah, next to Blix Art Supplies. The opening reception will be Friday, May the 26th from 6 to 9 p.m. We hope to see you all there. The 10 Frame Now has a patrons page on our website where anyone can contribute to the podcast to help us cover associated costs so we can continue to share our conversations from the artistic community with you. The website is the10frame.podbean.com. Thank you in advance. Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to today's podcast. Today, we're speaking with John Witzke. He is an artist from Columbus, Ohio. He received his BFA from the Ohio State University and then moved on to get his MFA at the Southern University of Illinois. Mm-hmm. Carbondale. Carbondale, something like that. Carbondale um, branch. So he's heavy, heavily submerged in the Savannah art scene. He wears many hats. He's the director of exhibitions at Sulphur Studios. He's the co-founder and editor for Impact Magazine. And most importantly, what, today what we're going to talk about is his paintings. He primarily works with oil and a canvas and excited to talk to you today, John. Thanks for, come, yeah, for letting yeah, us John, speak with you. Thank you for letting us come in and talk to you about your work. Cool. Yeah, glad to be here. Cool. Where can people find you? What's your online presence or what? Um, I have a, my website, uh, which I am not keeping up with lately. Is uh, you can look up my name. I think John Witzke, jcwitzke.com, and um, most of my work is there. My uh, otherwise, my work is on the Sulphur Studios website, sulphurstudios.org, and you can find me here at Sulphur Studios pretty much, you know, yeah. all the time. Right on. <laughs> So you primarily work with oil on canvas. Mm-hmm. From what I know, it's larger format, right? right? Larger pieces. Can you talk about your art? Talk a little bit about what you're doing. What's the subject matter? And yeah, I think that um, it's funny because I think that some people have a really like easy time like understanding what their work is about, and they you know they just they know from like the get like. This is what I'm doing. And I think it's taken me, for some reason, like, uh, it's taken me my whole entire life to kind of get to a place where I'm like, what the fuck am I even doing? Yeah. What is the work? Um, and I think, like, now I'm starting to kind of see it as uh, it's, uh, I think it does a couple of different things I'm doing with what I'm, or what I'm thinking about or concerned about. And I think that the most important thing that I think I'm doing is trying to express uh, maybe sort of uh, just, simply inner emotional and mental states um or even spiritual states states of like consciousness or something of that nature but i'm trying to do that through um the exploration of materials and really trying to like dig deep into what can materials do how can i push them in in unusual ways or ways that i find to be exciting and yeah, when I looked kind of back chronologically through your work, I've noticed a little bit of a shift towards the newer stuff, um, a little more abstraction and less figurative elements in there. 
um, very atmospheric, my words, um, you know, kind of ethereal, got a lot, lot of layers going on. Um, do you feel the same way? Are you moving away from figurative elements or, um, what is, well, I mean, it, it's, I'm maybe I'm moving away from more of obvious figurative elements and then into more maybe essential figurative elements. So I'm, so yes, I'm abstracting that form formal idea into something more i don't know i guess what i've been thinking about is the idea of like the essence of a thing what is the essence of that thing what's the essence of the material what's the essence of the experience uh what's the essence of a of a of an interpersonal experience with another person and how can that be like turned into basically into kind of an abstracted symbol and so trying to short circuit language and just go directly to an image and allow that image to be some kind of a you know communicator i mean i think i think memes are extremely interesting and i think that emojis are extremely interesting and i think in symbols in that way are, are are fascinating i find you know also spiritual symbols religious symbols um particularly like hindu symbols or uh, voodoo symbols and like babies and whatnot i think are very fascinating um ways of communication and uh, maybe entryways into some other realm of understanding that kind of is beyond um language i like that and i also see hieroglyphics kind of in the same way right you're you're kind of emoting an idea with a symbol and which can kind of encapsulate many words if you were trying to describe it. Right. Um, and that's, that's also part of the essence of, of graphic design too, right? You're taking a complex idea and distilling it down to something yes, um, yeah. more simplified. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think I have, I, well, I would think I had no interest at all in graphic design, but I do actually, the more I study it, the more interest I find um, in that. I think the emoji is the new hieroglyphics. <clears throat> I agree with I really that. Do. Yeah, you know, it's like you have this little symbol, and everybody knows exactly what it is, right? Right. You can really make somebody feel good by giving them a stupid thing that is completely <laughs> meaningless. Right. You can send somebody a crown emoji. You know, like, it's like I'm oh. the king. Yes, <laughs> I feel so much better now. Uh, funny, I had uh, you know, speaking of this, like hieroglyphics, or you know, I was in Chaco Canyon in. Um, in New Mexico several years ago, and did you do the residency there? No, I well, no, I didn't. I didn't even know about it. I went there essentially as a resident residency, but on my own terms. Gotcha. Um, I wanted to go explore like the the night sky there, and just to kind of in, engulf myself in the history there. And it was, of course, like middle of summer, so it's like blazing hot. But I had this wild experience where I was walking on this trail, and I ended up in this kind of canyon like by myself and it was kind of off trail type of place and i saw like these petroglyphs and, and kind of really incredible ones and these were like a giant snake and then there was another creature that was a standing antler or, or a antelope or something you know kind of some kind of deer standing there and i was just like wow this is like some this is the real shit and i was like this is really incredible well, I'm leaving, and I was really also, also, like, the line work that they had, not to be, like, a nerdy art guy, but I was like, it's really, like, really beautiful. And like, it's, like, big, too, right? Massive. At a large scale. You know? Massive. How do you keep that line, you know? 
Uh, I walk out of there and I'm like walking back towards the camp and I look out across this plain and this deer out of nowhere walks up with big antlers and stands up on its hind legs and like surveys the field and I was just like oh shit it's a real thing they weren't it wasn't necessarily like some spiritual yeah it was like they were just drawing what they saw crazy I brought it up to the uh to the people running the camp there and they were like oh you saw like those basically are pretty rare oh cool so it was like this yeah very cool experience how long did you spend there uh, a couple weeks a couple weeks yeah yeah i've looked at that residency um because the application came up i think it was in the fall yeah um and i was like wow that sounds like it would be kind of interesting very cool yeah. i want to do something like that in south america or in europe yeah i mean it's it's a dream for me but um, to rent a motorcycle and just drive. Oh yeah. Just to get those life experiences, you know, it it'll filter its way into my work. It's you know part of yourself, I think. But well, sure. South America too. They're they're finding all kinds of new um, archaeological sites that have been covered up with jungle. I don't know if you saw. This is last year. Sometime they found some like half a mile long wall that was just full of of these ancient petroglyphs see cool. for me yeah. i don't i don't really need to see the art like i don't need to see mine is more just about the experience the right seeing that deer or whatever just that those moments not necessarily the higher higher Petro, petroglyph yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah that trip was like uh was kind of what you're talking about i was like um i went out with my dad for a short amount of time and then he kind of left and i was on my own for a long time just driving around the country i didn't really have any true destination in mind and i didn't really have any time i had to be back that's and what i want to do that's yeah, was, to me amazing it was it was great yeah. it was were, a good experience were you Get creating lost. art at the same time or were you just on a like i was on a trip uh, i thought that i would you know whenever i go on a trip like that you you bring like some paints and you bring stuff and, and then, then you stay do. in the car or <laughs> yeah. wherever yeah that's exactly but, but then you, afterwards i think yeah you come home and it's that's you throw yeah. it all, all out on the table. I'm not like a sketcher. I don't like go and like bring a sketchbook with me and like, oh, I'm going to draw the... It just doesn't have hold any interest for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I appreciate when people do that, but... What did you take away from the night sky out there? I mean, what was the experience like being out there with no light pollution? I mean, it's immense, you know? Um, it's immense, but I think the like it was the immensity of like... Um, like being alone kind of and alone with like my thoughts and uh and the lack like try like going from a place i think what i really got out of the trip is going from a place of like intensity of living to like quietude and it took like that whole entire month to like reach a place of like okay calm your mind is like not constantly activated um, which is a really a beautiful place to be. <laughs> I got to do that in Peru. I spent about a week in Lima, which has like 12 million people, and then went out um, towards Cusco. It's a little town like with 1,200 people called Coya. And that, those two worlds of... I don't know if you've ever driven in Lima, but there's like two-lane traffic with four cars, you know, on in the two lanes, just kind of playing bumper cars. But going from that dense urban fabric to some really small scale. 
I'm like dying to go to Lima. I think like yeah. I think it would be an amazing place to be. I, I really want to go um, into South America yeah. and like I want to I want to discover like the Americas. Uh-huh. Um, I've got you this know, fascination. more than anything. Yeah, right. I have this fascination with Colombia right now. Like the Mardi Gras, not the Mardi Gras, the Carnival. Um, I know it's bigger in Brazil, but yeah, there's just something I'm fixed on Colombia. I got to go do that for a couple of weeks. Um, have you looked at any of the residencies down there? I mean, no. There's, there's, I'm sure there's a ton. Like I was saying, I don't. It's not. I don't even. I probably won't even bring a sketchbook. I will bring a sketchbook, but as we're saying, I won't use it, really. It's all about just walking down the street and seeing some dude sharpen a knife on some crazy makeshift knife sharpener and, like, I don't know, just those unique experiences that you yeah. just don't get. There's a killer guy on uh, Instagram that, like, just travels around and does these videos of... They're very weird, repetitive, and simple videos, and incredibly beautiful. I cannot remember his name right now, but yeah. Sam, like Sam Eucalyptus. Okay, look it up. It's a it's an incredible thing. But I mean, if you like, he just travels and takes things in. I'm surprised he's not like a totally famous artist at this point. Right on. But. So yeah, Lima. You could fly into Lima, probably out of Atlanta, or definitely Miami, Miami to Lima. And I recommend getting going east into the like. Um, Cusco is kind of the touristy mm-hmm. area, but there's Pizac is another small, you know, thousand person community, but uh, everybody goes to Machu Picchu. Yeah. And that's an interest of yours, but you can, that's a probably, I don't know, a couple hour uh, flight, maybe less uh-huh. than that. It's been a while since I was there, but. I heard people like they have like uh, ambulances like waiting for people like when they get off the plane because everybody just like climbing collapses. Yeah. yeah. So with your artwork, I mean, I would definitely recommend go to Machu Picchu because it's got this. I'm not really a spiritual person. Mm-hmm. I'm not looking into too deep. I'm pretty shallow, I guess, in terms <laughs> sure. of things like that. I was just blown away the altitude and the placement of Machu Picchu, and the. Um, the ability that these people had, their technology from way back then, building this civilization. Yeah. All those things were magical to me. Yeah. Yeah. The astrological knowledge back then to me is, it's phenomenal how supposedly having rudimentary uh, equipment could could do the alignments they had to watch the eclipses and the equinoxes. But yeah, I would go soon too, because supposedly they're talking about closing parts of it down just because of the damage that's being done to it with all Are the they? people. Yeah. Cause there, I think there are already, um, parts of it that you can't go to that you could, uh, you know, 10, 20 years ago. Yeah. 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 Well, you got to wonder like people that really have like nothing to do at night, but like, look at the stars, so, you know, <laughs> start to pay attention to it. I'd like sounds, to have that yeah. and a place to be able to see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're talking back in the day. Yeah, like, yeah. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. They, they didn't have TikTok. Scrolling. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're scrolling at the sky, the stars. So talk about what you're making now. I mean, do mm-hmm. you do you have a set 
time that you that you try to get in to to, to work on your your art <clears throat> no i uh you know yes i try to do that um uh, you know, I try to have like a daily practice, and, but lately I've been like extremely busy with uh, Art Southeast and Sulphur Studios and everything that we do. It's kind of just like a sacrifice I've had to make, um, in a sense. But uh, with you know what I've really been exploring over the past year or so is, um, yeah, I've been like an oil painter for years and years, and now I've been trying to bring in other different mediums into that and like i've been really exploring black i've been trying to make the most unsellable artwork possible basically i think um but no i've been really exploring like black like getting into like different blacks and how do they sit on each other and what do they do what is the mat next to the gloss and you know all those kind of boring things but that are interesting to painters and artists or can be is it so the newer stuff that's not oil, what is, what are you using, acrylic or gloss? I'm using, um, I've been using that, like, sure shot, like enamel paint, and then I've been using this, like, vinyl paint, and I've been using, um, oil paint with that, and, like, trying to kind of, like, do all the things that you're not supposed to do, like, put, you know, whatever, acrylic paint on top of oil, or whatever the stupid rules are that you hear, but, I mean, I love, like, I love how fucked up things get in those processes so um i love that like what happens in time to a, an artwork so you know some of that can be very slow <laughs> obviously slow processes but uh, Do you ever burn it or put like maybe the canvas is wet when you put the paint on it or, i do yeah. do a lot of that i mean especially if i'm like impatient to get something down um so when the when the collector asks you if it's archival you just leave that that blank you're like hmm. I don't know. I don't we'll know. I, I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I know. I don't know. Cause I don't really know what I think about like the idea of like ownership in general. Like I think that, you know, yeah, you own something for a minute and I mean, can you, you know, I don't know. Owning artwork is an interesting idea, I guess in a way, but and so I'm just not sure how seriously I personally take it. I think that you're like a steward of a thing for a period in time, but you're not going to live, you know, you've got like 50, 70 years, maybe if you're lucky. Um, and then that thing either goes in the dustbin or goes to somebody else. And hopefully they care about it. I mean, I don't know. So, <clears throat> so I guess I'm not super concerned about longevity, but more concerned about what I can, what can happen at the moment. I guess I don't care about archival stuff so much for my own personal work well that's a good um perspective to take when you're creating too as opposed to thinking this is a commodity yeah this is something i have to make so i can sell it so somebody can buy it and you know hang it and keep it and pass it on right you're more worried about the uh, the intention which is like a pri very privileged place to come from i suppose in some way or another but <clears throat> But I'm not really coming from a privileged place. I'm just coming because I'm actually broke as hell. But I'm coming from a place of like that. It's more important, more exciting to me to do what I find interesting at the moment than it is to think about what's going to sell or what somebody is going to be. Somebody else would be interested in. I think that's kind of an, a selfish thought in a sense, too. 
because um, I think there's a way that an artist can be extremely generous with their audience, and I think that's a really uh, very important and, and po positive and powerful thing um, to be able to do. So it's a, it's the process of you making the work is kind of what I'm hearing, right? That's the you're doing it because you want to do it, uh, right? I mean, I guess all of us do, but you're yeah. saying you're taking it to like another level. It's <laughs> about the process and that maybe state of mind that it gives you. Is that what I'm reading or no? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. But yeah, I mean, I don't know that I take it to any different level than anyone else. But I think that um, I just, I definitely, my priority, my priorities and my import, where I put place importance is certainly in one place, way over any other place. And it always has been, and I assume it always will be. And um, yeah. I mean, of course, though, I want to, I, I have a shit ton of work right now that I'm like sitting on. That I haven't been able to show. I can't really show here because it's just a weird thing to do. Um, so I need to figure out a place to show this work, and I do want people to see it. You know, it's not like I, you know, I definitely don't want to just like hide it away because I think artwork needs to live in that mm -hmm. in that way. I noticed a lot of your work on Saatchi. So you do have an online. I mean, if you don't have a physical space, you know, you, it's still out there. Yeah, in digital yeah, yeah. space, people can see it. Yeah, for sure. Try to experience it. No. Seemed uh, like a, a pretty wide variety of, of works on there as well. Oh, good. <laughs> Forgot that there you was work on there. No. I think there was like 16 pieces up there. Okay, I must have done that a, a while back. Some of them were, I think, fairly recent, you know, okay. within the last two years, I yeah. believe. Um, I have a question for you. So with this body of work that you're making, are you able to leave it alone? Or do you find yourself revisiting paintings and I definitely revisit paintings yeah. and like, do you ever um, scrap it and paint on top of it? Or are you able to not do that? No, I do do that. Yeah. And you know, I mean, I ruin more paintings than I, than are successful. I but. love it. That's, I love that. <laughs> I like it. I sometimes I'm just like, Oh, that looks great. Then I'm like, that looks terrible now. Yeah. Like, fuck. <laughs> Um, I just did that. I like cut this painting up and I was like, why did I do that? It looked so good. Like, did you take a photo at least? <laughs> I don't know because they're like black paintings. So uh, they like, they don't photograph. I got you. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's pretty like, yeah. So, so yes, I do all of the above mm -hmm. and yeah, it's a, it's my, the bane of my existence. This is yours too, right? Yeah. And that's a painting like, like I've been unable to figure out how to work it's not finished. It's just thrown up there because I needed something, something to go. Cause I actually sold a painting. Can you describe it? So yeah, sure. It's a, uh, it's an upside down understand. landscape with, um, some kind of a weird glow of, uh, in a rainbow shape, um, with like pink, hot pink trees and a weird orange blob in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> it's a kind of a, looks a very unfinished painting. Are you using spray paint? No. Or is that just really thinned down? It's just thinned down oil. Yeah. Um, and especially in the middle, it looks very spray painterly. Yeah, that's something I started to do some years ago where I just started to take a little blob of paint and like kind of just spread it out. Um, it's like a little thing like that that, that brings me joy. I'm like, oh. Well, you're starting to see what's underneath also. Yeah. You know, once you start thinning it out, there's interesting things that pop through. Yeah. I'm very interested. I think in um, in undergrad, at some point, I had like a teacher, and he was like, you know, if you ever have a really shitty painting, 
do a layer of like uh, yellow on top of it, and it'll really like come to life. And I was like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And then I like did it. I was like, oh, it kind of works. Uh, it probably stuck with me. <laughs> I like I, I like that you're you're you talked for twenty minutes about only using black, but we're looking at a, a pretty vibrant painting. Yeah, it's yellow, bright yellow, and pinks. And does that mean you're gonna paint black over top of it? No, 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 no. Because I think that um, I, I think exploring color is like it's yeah, it's fascinating. I, I, I mean, like that. I love it. I remember just thinking back on some of the paintings, some of your work that I saw lots of layered layers to make a black like almost looked like you know there were some browns and other things mm. and then within that very um scarce but vibrant areas of bright color yeah which really made them kind of stand out almost glow within this um atmosphere yeah i'm, I'm very interested in that idea and like making blacks that are made of like multiple colors so that they are they do have that kind of depth and like a complexity, if you care to look at it, I mean, I think that, you know, it could be very boring for, for some people to see, and that's okay, I think, but um, there can be a lot there if you have time to go into it. Um, so, yeah, I'm interested in depth. I'm interested in those, you know, in, in having color subtleties kind of come out. Um, I mean, I love color. I really love like working with color um, and black. I think it's like another exploration of that. Um, that I yeah, I find it. It's just more yeah. I was talking to Betsy Kane last night, and she was saying like you know, I was like you know, she was talking about making this huge body of work that she's doing. I'm like, well, at least you know how to paint. And she's like, uh, she was like laughing. She was like, you know, I never feel like that. I feel like I'm always. Like learning, very prolific. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time I go in there, it's like it's been three days, and there's a whole new body of work up on the wall. Right, right. You even left in the last three days. I mean, she's always there working. Um, I really like that's, you know, if I could have my like ideal life, that's what it would be. Like, just that's all I did was painting um, all the time. I think I could do that all day long, every day, and I get quite a bit out of that. Um, but I do feel like I get what she's saying. Like, it's like, you know, yeah, you're always, hopefully, you're always learning something new or exploring some new way of doing whatever you do. I think um, the way, if you did have that opportunity, breaking that um, existence up with, you know, going to the Southwest and not taking any art supplies and, you know, you your fuel for new bodies of work or new directions or just other experiences. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm ready to do that right now. Like <laughs> I can go any back up the car. Let's go road trip. <laughs> I, that's what I used to do back in the day. Just go, just leave, get in the car and, and do it, you know, but I had no, nobody, no responsibilities. So you can do things like that. Yeah. Can we segue a little bit too into uh, Impact yeah. Magazine? Um, tell me about the genesis of that, what it is, who you feature. Yeah, well, I mean, so I work very, very closely with my partner, um, Emily, uh, who's also the executive director of Sulphur Studios and Art Southeast. And um, 
so we work very you know intensely together trying to come up with like things to do <laughs> that are new and exciting um for this kind of arts community and things that we that will keep us excited and interested and so like last year i think we were just like it, let's put out a magazine i can't i don't know why the hell we decided to do it it was a totally insane thing to do um, but yeah we did and uh immediately i think the first person i contacted was like um suzanne jackson and i'd never met her before but i was i'm a huge you know fan of her work and i think she's like an amazing individual and she wrote back was like yeah i'll talk to you and we ended up talking for hours and hours and i think she gave me and gave us like the confidence to be like okay this person believes in what we're doing and you know is willing to give us their time very familiar. generously i'm not familiar with that person can you who is that suzanne yeah um she is a uh she is an artist. I, I don't know how old she's, you know, she was huge in like the um, African-American art community of the 60s in California. Okay. And I say that like super specifically because she had like a gallery. I, I can't recall like, off the top of my head what the name of the gallery was, but a very important gallery that she ran like in um, L.A. in that time period. And so she was working with people like David Hammonds. And um, kind of uh, that whole intellectual, like, ex all any exciting, um, like, black artists that you can think of from that time period were kind of all coalescing around what she was doing at that period of time. And then she put on a really important show um, that maybe had kind of been lost to, like, the sands of time. But then over the years, she moved to Savannah. She became a professor at SCAD. Um, she'd had a wild life. She was a ballerina at a period in time. She's the, you know, she got a degree from Yale. She's like, you know, just had a wild life all the while making incredible work and like showing at wild galleries. Um, but then, you know, teaching can take away all of that time that you have. I mean, just, that's just the nature of it. And so after she was done with that, uh, she had a big retrospective at the Telfair and that was like a huge jumpstart to a resurgence in interest in, in her career. Mm. And so then she, you know, I mean, shit, she's like shown at like every major museum and gallery in the world at this point. I mean, I think she's doing something at like the Gagosian in London, you know, I mean, like major stuff. So uh, it was a, a, you know, pretty big deal. And then, so was that the first episode or the first edition of the Impact Magazine? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that was like the first, it was kind of our main feature. And that's last year sometime, right? Yeah, it came out last November. And so we have the next issue coming out in June, June 1st or 2nd is our, our drop date for that. Um, so this is going to be a semi annual? It's going to be a semi annual. And it's, I mean, I'm so excited about it. It's like the artists that we have are incredible. So for the next issue, we have. Uh, uh, we have Betsy Kane and we got great writers. I mean, this was just all essentially, you know, a lot of Emily and I doing all the interviews. So we have other voices now coming in. Um, how can people, people find, um, you know, outside the area if they yeah. wanted to purchase it, how would they do so right now on our website? Um, uh, so at artsoutheast.org or sulfurstudios.org, they can find that, find it there. Um, do you have an e-zine also? Do you have an electronic version? We are, we are much more interested in print. 
um, which is probably a ridiculous idea, but um, we are going to, we are slowly like rolling it out online. So I think we, we put the Suzanne article out um, and then we put uh, an article with Sharon Norwood, another amazing artist um, that, you know, that Savannah's blessed with having. Um, yeah. So to be clear, it's, I wouldn't call this a magazine. It's, it's a soft cover book, probably a hundred pages. I mean, it's well put together, beautiful photos. Emily, I, she took some photos of this one. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, and then we're, we're getting, you know, whoever, like David Kaminsky is a fantastic photographer and he has been, he is super generous with us with like giving us images cause he had documented all Suzanne's work. And yeah. I'm just clarifying. It's, it's, well put together it's not just like a magazine like a a mad magazine or you know well thanks it's very well put together <laughs> i love bad magazine but brianne walsh i saw was one of the writers and yeah was... and she's in the new one okay cool. yeah and uh, ariel felton who is who writes you know i mean she's written for the new york times and you know yeah. she's a badass local writer um trelawney michelle who is an amazing human being that has like, been as an oral historian documenting like the Gullah Geechee community in Savannah and beyond uh, did a great interview with Michi Miko in the new issue, oh, wow. which is yeah. Great. Super excited about When it. was that coming out? June, June 2nd. I right believe. Same access through your website, right? That's mm -hmm. And we'll have it here. I mean, I'm going to try harder next time to get, to get it distributed. <laughs> it's like, we're good at like, we can make the thing. I got the idea, but then when it's like, it's you know. almost like any any other art project, right? I'm yeah, done, you're I'm making done. the art, and then you got to get people to, to look at it. Yeah. What do they cost? Uh, I think twenty bucks. Twenty bucks, right on. Um, and we done we did really well. I mean, just with the grassroots getting it out there, it's been like kind of flying out the door. Good. And I think the next issue is going to be, you know, it's going to meet the the quality of that one. I'm super proud of like the quality, and then but the, the everything we've learned from doing that, we're going to put into the. Go ahead, you can have it. Copy if you don't have one already. Awesome, man. Well, I was thinking it's that beautiful. I would thank you. Um, yeah. I'm gonna take one in with me and just kind yeah. of pass it around. Yeah, give to one some to, of the, to some of the um, professors because I think that having something local like this um, as a resource uh, and being able to get that out Thanks. to the community um, through you know SCAD such a big part of this community. Is sure. Great. So we'll do what we can to, to help. How long have you been in Savannah? <laughs> Uh, since uh, 2018. Oh, wow. Do you have plans to do a show in the near future? You know, you, you're saying you have a lot of, of a fairly large body of work that you're yeah. sitting on. So, when can we expect to to see that? I don't know, but I think in like I really want a show in Savannah, and so I, I'm kind of thinking like of finding. Uh, I'm trying to find a new studio space because I need a large. Mm -hmm. I really want to get a large space to do something. And maybe if I could find a really nice large warehouse somewhere, maybe even like out of the way, I would set that up as a gallery and do something really like raw and raunchy and grimy. And like, I think that would be good. I think that's a much needed venue now in Savannah. I mean, Kevin and I have talked about this too, about searching for a spot. Um, they're really becoming scarce now with all the growth in savannah so i think probably we'll have to, to move out a little farther but um very i think we find a spot that could also do um you know double as a gallery space that, you know could be pretty successful yeah yeah 
Um, yeah, I think it'd be super fun to do. Uh, I don't want to necessarily put another project like in my lap, but I think that if it were just something that I were doing, like it would be a cool thing. I would love to have space. I mean, there are some ideas that I would love to explore doing with like installation and sculptural stuff or, you know, things of that nature that I think are video. Is there any other things that you wanted to talk about? No, just really enjoyed talking with you guys. That's good. It's good to like get out of my normal mode of thinking good. today. We yeah. have an artist talk at two here. Mm -hmm. So for the nomadic show. Yeah. Nice. You want to, uh, is that going to be ongoing after the artist talk? They will be here until uh, Sam. How long are? When's that show been? Do you know off the top We're of your head? So April twenty second, the Nomadic Photo Arc. Yeah, something. that show yeah. will be on at Sulphur Studios. And next month we have Jennifer Mack beginning first Friday of uh, of next month. Okay, we'll be the opening of her show, and yeah, we got good things coming. Um, I will plug the Art Southeast at the end of it, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm super excited about the future of what we have going here. And can w explain what that is? I'm not familiar with it. Artists Southeast. Art Southeast. Art Southeast is a nonprofit that um, is that kind of is the overarching umbrella of all of the things that we do. So Impact Magazine is like a project of Art Southeast, and Sulphur Studios, it, where we are right now, is a project of. Art Southeast. Mm -hmm. So it's something that we started, you know, two years ago ish. Um, and we became a nonprofit, you know, a little over a year ago, um, legit like nonprofit. And so that took a really long time to get going. So I guess if, you know, the short end of it, it's like at the end of the pandemic or during the pandemic, we were like, everything was kind of, you know, I mean, how do you survive? as a business or as an entity, like things were looking pretty dire and we were like, well, if we, let's see what we can do. Let's not let this die. Mm -hmm. um, there are 26 artist studios here at that time. Like they were like emptying out. Of course, people couldn't really work. So it was pretty, you know, not good. And so we decided to start a nonprofit and see with the, the idea that we could really make it happen and, and did. Well, I think I just want to thank you for what you're doing to the community. You seem like, from what I know, this is a space or a hub that is really community driven. And um, I guess a lot of artists in Savannah need it and are appreciate, they appreciate what you're doing. So yeah, it's definitely you. one of a kind in Savannah. And um, I encourage everyone to come out and support, you know, come to the events. First Fridays is yeah, the first opportunity Fridays. for people to come out. Um, and I know you sometimes you'll you'll have a thesis show here, from, mm -hmm. you know, some of the SCAT um, graduates. But, um, yeah, this, well, is, this is a great spot. Really, really appreciate it. And, um, and, yeah, there needs to be more. I mean, it's like Savannah needs more art spaces. Mm -hmm. um, there are so few, and they, like, every year they come and go. Yeah. Um, but Savannah just needs a really solid arts community that recognizes that. I think the value of it. Yes. The greater arts community is lacking in that communal space, yeah. I think. Absolutely. Um, workspace and show space and gathering space. Right. Yeah. I mean, I feel it all the time. It's like, you know, I feel a lot of pressure of like, oh, we have to show like local, local work. It's like <laughs> there's only so much room that exists. Makes sense. You know? 
Um, so other people have to be, you know, supported and be able to and willing to like take that on. So it's tough. I mean, I, it's very hard. So for artists, I hear it all the time. So well, we'll keep pushing for it. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, love what you guys do. Thank you very much. No problem. Best of luck, John. Yeah, thank, thank you, John. You. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you would like to have anybody interviewed or if you have any questions or comments, please hit us up on Instagram at the 10 frame.